Quick apology before we start, I'm afraid I forgot to plug in my microphone when recording this episode, so you're going to have to listen to my laptop audio instead. But this is also recorded from my laptop, and it doesn't sound that bad, does it? Anyway, on with the episode. Johnson's Northern Irish Tunnel Project is being seriously considered. The £137 billion spent on Britain's failing test and trace system. China and Russia's moon base, and a Pennsylvanian postie's present. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Wednesday the 10th of March. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we stay in the UK to discuss the proposed Northern Irish Tunnel. If you're a regular viewer of the TLDR UK channel, then you'll know that we've already done a full video on this topic, a link to which can be found in the description. But for those of you who haven't seen the video, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has proposed a plan to create a tunnel, similar to that of the Eurotunnel between England and France, between mainland Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Today it's been revealed that a study looking into the feasibility of the project has officially been commissioned. This will be led by Professor Douglas Okovy, who previously worked as chairman of both the HS2 and Crossrail projects, as well as Professor Gordon Masterton, who is the president of the Institution of Civil Engineers. It's expected that this report will be completed by summer this year, so it might not be too long until we have to find out whether this project actually has legs. This tunnel idea shouldn't come as a big surprise for those following Prime Minister Johnson's past plans. He's historically been keen to embark on big infrastructure projects. Just look at the Garden Bridge he proposed as London Mayor. He's also become a major advocate for making politics less London-centric. Again, look at the proposed plans to move the House of Lords to York. So it seems that a project like this could fit perfectly in Johnson's two main interests. However, the two examples that we gave don't bode well for the Northern Ireland Tunnel, because neither has actually ended up happening. Regardless, we'll have to keep a close eye on the feasibility report, and see whether this project is going to be any more successful. Before we move on to the second story, if you want to support the daily briefing going forward, then make sure to subscribe to the channel and share us with your friends. Thanks so much for your support. For the second story, we stay in the UK to discuss another big British project, the NHS Test and Trace Service. One of the things the UK government was criticised for early on in the pandemic was a lack of widespread testing. An effort was therefore made by the government to overcome this criticism and improve the NHS's test and trace system. They pumped a lot of money into it, at the time of writing more than £37 billion, with the aim of improving the service so much that test and trace capability is able to stop the need for future lockdowns. But today, MPs from the Public Accounts Committee, who have been scrutinising the effectiveness and value for money offered by the NHS test and trace system, aren't offering the most positive feedback. In fact, they were quite scathing about it, warning that the taxpayer shouldn't be treated like an ATM machine. The Public Accounts Committee is a select committee of MPs from all major parties who scrutinise major public spending, so this is a non-partisan attack. 
Their criticisms of the service were varied, including critiquing the over-reliance on consultants, some of whom were paid £6,600 a day, as well as a failure to cope with the September surge in test demands, only half of Tracer's time actually being used, a huge amount being spent on rapid test kits without any evidence that they actually help, and the fact that they never met the target for all tests to be returned within 24 hours. In fact, there were many stories in the news last year about tracers not having enough work to do for multiple days in a row, with them effectively being paid just to watch Netflix. The chairwoman of the committee, Meg Hillier, said that it was hard to identify a measurable difference made by NHS Test and Trace, especially when it had failed on its chief goal of avoiding further lockdowns, not once, but twice. In defence of the system, the Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps, pointed out that it was the NHS test and trace system that identified the South African and Brazilian COVID variants and stopped them from spreading across the country. Now, before anyone calls us out for bias here, like we so often are in the comments when we raise news stories about the government being held to account, we would include such stories no matter who is in charge. As an outlet that aims to update you on the politics of the day, it will be disingenuous of us to avoid topics that critique the government. We're not a spokesperson for the government. It's our job, alongside other news outlets, to highlight criticisms of the government to the public. And we always include the government side of things too, and allow you to make your own mind about whether the criticism is fair and valid. So as ever, we're asking you what you think of this situation, and we'd like to know your thoughts in the comments below. In the third story of the Daily Briefing today, we move to China and Russia to discuss plans for a joint moon base. If your lockdown life wasn't already full of news about space following the Mars rover landing and multiple SpaceX launches, then you're in luck today because both China and Russia have stated that they plan to work together to create the International Scientific Lunar Station, which will be available for use by all other nations. It's not yet been announced exactly when this lunar station will be operational, but it's hard to see this as anything other than direct competition for NASA's plan to have another crewed lunar trip by 2024 and a persistent human presence by 2028. Whether they are or aren't trying to compete with NASA, for fans of space exploration, this will come as welcome news. After all, who isn't excited about seeing another moon landing? In the final story today, we bring you some good news. Yesterday, we included a story about a child in Northern Ireland who was offered a kidney which he desperately needs from a local police officer. The comments you guys posted about its inclusion were overwhelmingly positive, so we'll try and include positive stories more often. After all, the news is so tough at the moment, and with many of us stuck in lockdowns, it can only be a good thing to hear about something uplifting each day. So the story we've decided to include today relates to a UPS driver in Pennsylvania. It's fairly obvious that those in the delivery sector are likely working harder than ever during the pandemic, with people being forced to purchase non-essential items online. Delivery drivers, though, have risen to the challenge. One in particular, Chad Turns, has not only been able to manage the workload, but do so while being incredibly thoughtful about those he's delivering to. It's been reported that he often leaves treats when delivering to a house with a dog, and on one occasion came back at the end of his shift to ensure that a package that was intended as a gift wasn't noticed by the kids playing out front. Many in his local community noticed his small acts of kindness, and they decided to repay him. 
they raised $1,000 for him and presented it to him alongside a big signed card and many balloons, with locals clapping and yelling thank you Chad as he received the gift. This was clearly a powerful moment for him and he was moved to tears. About the gift he said, I'm still overwhelmed and it's touching that this community feels so strongly about me. We just like to end by saying a big thank you to all of the delivery drivers working hard to ensure that we all get our deliveries swiftly and safely. Your hard work isn't going unnoticed. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.